Welcome to Authority Nation. My guest this time around is no other than Melanie Dodara. I had the pleasure of catching up with her poolside in Ubud, Bali. Melanie Dodara is a preeminent authority on all things LinkedIn and social selling. As the CEO of Top Dog Social Media, Melanie has trained over 27,000 B2B individual companies as well as governments across all continents. Melanie is an international number one best-selling author of three books on the topic of LinkedIn and will be releasing her fourth shortly. Hold on to your hat, Authority Nation. This is going to be a goodie. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Melanie Dodara, welcome to the Authority Podcast. LinkedIn influencer, LinkedIn queen. Is there is there a title or is there, uh, or do you just, do you just <laughs> say, hey, I'm a LinkedIn professional? You know, I really don't give myself a title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How, how did you get from... You're a little girl growing up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. To where you are now. So let, let's start at the beginning. Childhood. Oh my goodness. Childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that distant memory. Yeah. Well, I'm originally from Toronto, um, but I lived in uh, British Columbia for 13 years and then moved to Europe two years ago. So I'm living in Amsterdam now. Um, I've been a serial entrepreneur for about 20 years. And for the last 10 years, I've been doing digital marketing related stuff. I started my company, Top Dog Social Media, 10 years ago, and we were focused on digital marketing as a whole, but mostly primarily social media. And over the course of probably the first to second year, I transitioned to predominantly focusing on LinkedIn because the majority of my clients were B2B, and it just seemed like the right fit. I mean, if you're going to use social media for business, why not use the number one business site? Sure, sure. And uh, it kind of evolved from there. I actually uh, had started writing a book years ago, and <clears throat> I didn't want to exclude a lot of my audience, which was social media-related people. Not everybody loved LinkedIn, still don't. You know, LinkedIn's not a fun social network. I always say, you know, many social media sites are like the playroom, and LinkedIn's like the boardroom. Yeah. Right? So I love that. It's, for uh, some that people, sense. it's not for others. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was writing a book on social media marketing and I was halfway through it and I was like, why am I doing this? And uh, it was kind of brought to my attention too from somebody I was having a conversation with. They're like, Melanie, what are you the best at? And I'm like, well, clearly it's LinkedIn. They're like, why are you writing this book? I'm like, you know what? That's a good question. So I just literally hit delete and started all over. Wow. <laughs> and, and then wrote a book on LinkedIn. Sure. So I've the- written three books so far on LinkedIn. Um, and I've got one more coming out next year. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen overnight. What sort of school set, what did you study? You know, high school, did you go to college, yeah, university? Yeah, so I did. I took business, um, a little bit of marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew a lot about traditional marketing, so I used to have brick-and-mortar businesses, and I used to spend about $800,000 a year on marketing them, advertising. What, what sort of... So sort I used of... to own uh, weight loss centers okay. in Canada. I, I owned some on the West Coast and the East Coast of Canada. And uh, that type of business was predominantly advertising focused. Were they gyms or more nutrition? Nutrition. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I spent a tremendous amount of money on TV, radio, newspaper. I sold those businesses in 2008 and started thinking about what I wanted to do next. And as I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, I was kind of forced onto Facebook by my family. So many people don't know this, but Canada, it was the number one, uh, Toronto specifically, was the number one city per capita of Facebook users in the world. 
And so all my family still lived there, and I lived out west, and they kept saying to me, get on Facebook. I'm like, what is this stupid Facebook? <laughs> so, you know, for a year I had kind of been on it, but I would only allow my family to be my friends. So I'd get these friend requests from strangers. I'm like, who is this person? Why are they trying to be friends with me? <laughs> and I'd say no to everybody. Uh, and then about a year later, I was like, you know, there's a business application to this, and I'm going to learn it. So I knew a lot about business and a lot about marketing, but traditional marketing. So I literally became a full-time student for a couple of years and, and studied everything I could about digital marketing, social media. You sold the businesses, literally lived off your savings and just immersed yourself into learning as much Pretty as much, you could about yeah. social media. Wow. Pretty much. What a, what a great investment. Yeah. So then you launched Top Dog social media yes now originally was that were you focused on Facebook uh, Instagram or was it like hey I'm gonna go on LinkedIn yeah so Instagram yeah. really didn't exist back then okay. uh, but it was predominantly Facebook Twitter and LinkedIn yeah and blogging okay mm -hmm. and what did you love most like what lit your fire out of out of those four platforms absolutely LinkedIn so LinkedIn's always been it for me so I'm, I'd say I'm a combination between LinkedIn and content marketing yeah and so, uh, as you know, I've talked to you a little bit about video. I understand the importance of video, and people really need to buy into that. Uh, for me, um, I've been slow to it, but committing to it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good yeah. stuff. So content marketing of any sort, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, but people like to consume content. Content's a fabulous way to educate your consumers. Mm -hmm. And so LinkedIn and content just go hand in hand. Yeah. Now you've got, um, I really want to add some value to the, uh, the audience if we can here, you've got thousands and thousands of followers, uh, not only LinkedIn, but your, your blog. What's the secret to attracting an audience and, and holding their attention? Yeah, so you know it's a little bit harder now than it was years ago, Yeah. Uh, predominantly because the news feeds of Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, they, we don't get the same visibility that we used to. Mm -hmm. So you need to really up your game, yeah. you know, and uh, creating great content specific to the wants and needs of your ideal clients is essential. You know, I work with a lot of clients who I'm helping them come up with their content strategy to utilize LinkedIn for an outreach, so for lead generation. And they'll come to me with content like, you know, here's the five things that you should do, to, or the five questions that you should ask when you hire a video marketing company or a LinkedIn consultant. I'm like, that's self-serving content. Nobody's looking for that. Nobody cares about that. What are the specific problems that they have specific to them? And the more tailored you can get with the content and the target market that you have, the better. So an example of that is, you know, I could create uh, the LinkedIn blueprint to build your business. But if I have a specific target market, it could be, you know, let's say it was an accountant's, the accountant's guide to using LinkedIn to build your right. business. Okay. Right. The more specific you get. So, you know, so go niche. creating con like specific content yeah. and making sure that your profile and your presence really aligns with that is important. And then, you know, one of the things I love about LinkedIn is you can grow a follow following by being proactive. So you don't have to sit around and wait for people to send you connection requests. You can build your network with the people that you want. Yeah. Of course, as, as long as you do that properly, you know, personalized connection requests that are about them, not about you. 
I can't sure. tell you how many connection requests I get from people saying, hey, I'm this and I'm that and, and you know, it would be great to connect with you. And at the end of the day, nobody cares about you, nobody cares about me. They only care about how we can help them. Or they, in this case, they don't want to be sold, right? So they're thinking, if you're going to start talking about yourself in the connection request, well, my goodness, what's going to happen next? That's a red flag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you would, you would recommend conversational approach and asking them questions about their business. About yeah, their so brand. I mean, yeah. in a connection request, you have one single goal. Mm -hmm. and that's to get somebody to click accept. Right. That's the only goal. It's not to tell them about you, it's not to tell them about your business, it's not anything except for to get them to connect. So what's going to allow somebody to accept a connection request? So for example, you know, I got a lot of uh, nice ones as well, like where people are like, hey Melanie, I've read your book LinkedIn Unlocked, or I'm halfway through it, and I'm loving it, and thank you so much for all the value you add. You compliment me and I'm going to accept most times. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the same thing for everyone, right? So you send a nice compliment on their profile, their career, their company, the content that they've shared. Nine times out of ten, they're going to accept. How important has being an author, how has it lifted you into the uh, realms of success or given you attention? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I, you know, I created books, I wrote books to help the people that couldn't necessarily afford my services. Um, but a part of the benefits of that is, you know, you get more speaking engagements, you get more opportunities, people are more interested in, in hiring somebody that's a number one bestseller than somebody who's never really created anything. So there's, of course, there's opportunities and benefits that come from it. Um, but my, my purpose was, you know what, there's a lot of people that need this information that might not have the, the means to you know, pay for it right. uh, in terms of services. And so a book is just a great way to get your information out there to a lot more people, help a lot more people, and you know, basically have those people amplify your brand, your message. Yeah, fantastic. It sounds quite streamlined. You had this weight loss franchise business. Yes. Yeah, yep. okay. Sold that, and now you've built this, uh, this massive social brand. But what were the business struggles you went through? Oh. I'm sure it wasn't all plain sailing, yeah. 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 So the business struggles specifically with this business. Yeah, well, starting, yeah. starting yeah. from So, I mean, to, you know, yeah. my, my business struggles might be a little bit different than some people's. Um, in the early days of starting social media, everybody was like, social media is this fabulous tool to market your business for free. And so I used to have my phone number on my website, and my phone would ring day and night with people who thought social media was free, and so should my services be, right. and so should my advice be. Yeah. So I had to quickly lay down boundaries. You know, in order to speak to me, there was a contact form to fill out, there was information that I needed to, to look at to see, is this somebody that I can even help? Uh, remove phone number from website, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So that, I'd say, was the biggest challenge, is people not understanding that if you're going to use social media for your business, you need to make an investment in it. Whether that investment's time through creating quality content, a great presence, branding, visuals, you know, there is an investment that needs to be made in your business to do it well. Yeah, great stuff. For the audience uh, listening to this, what's your number one tip? If they're new to LinkedIn, just come on the platform, what's your number one tip for them? So I would say that the, you know, there's a lot of people, so I've been talking a lot about content and content is important, but content does not produce predictable and consistent results. Okay. Because it's passive. 
you're waiting for LinkedIn or Facebook to show it in the algorithm, people to see it, read it or connect with it, engage with it, and maybe contact you. That's a lot of variables that are completely outside of your control. So my number one tip is to take control over your business. You know, proactively have an outreach strategy to target the specific people that you want. Start conversations, connect with them first of all, and start conversations with them, and ultimately move those conversations offline. I teach something called social selling, so it's essentially lead generations, using LinkedIn for lead generation. And I always say that there's actually no selling in social selling. Social selling has one objective, book warm calls. Right, instead of right. cold calls. Okay, so break down the barriers mm -hmm. using conversation on LinkedIn, take them offline. Take it offline call. because that's when you can actually have a sales conversation. Yeah. Once you've learned about the individual that you're speaking to, what are the problems and obstacles that they're facing right now? What are their challenges? Do you actually have a solution for those? And if so, in the natural transition of that conversation, you can mention those. But how are you going to just start pitching people? You know, and LinkedIn's got a bit of a bad reputation for it now because there's a lot of spammers out there yeah. that literally send the connection request and the sales pitch. I would say there's like, you know, there's three primary types of LinkedIn users that are not getting any business from it. In fact, probably at least 99% of the users on LinkedIn are not generating any business from it. It doesn't mean that LinkedIn doesn't work. They're just doing it wrong, not right. the people doing so it wrong. So the three yeah. people that are not getting yeah. results from LinkedIn, the number one is the sales pitcher, the person that sends that sales pitch immediately after connecting. Mm -hmm. Number two is the ghost, and this you know, is really a very large majority of LinkedIn users. They send a connection request or maybe receive one, and they never have a conversation with that person afterwards. And they're wondering why ma business isn't magically appearing, right? And then the third one is the social butterfly, and these are the people that really love social media. More so, they probably love Facebook, and now they're trying their hand at LinkedIn a little bit, and they want to engage and engage, and they are scrolling the news uh, feed, and they're commenting and engaging with people, but they're never moving that conversation offline, so they're never converting anything to business. And then there's a fourth type of person. This person's getting like 99% of the business on LinkedIn, that's the strategist. Mm -hmm. And the strategist is proactively reaching out to the right people, starting conversations with them, and moving those conversations offline. Yeah, so having strategy is key. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. Um, so speaking of strategy, if the, uh, the folks at home, the audience in Podcast Land, want to get hold of you and find out more about what you do and the strategies you offer, mm -hmm. what's the best way to reach out to you? Topdogsocialmedia.com is my website. There's a blog uh, on there that I update every single week with high-quality content. Uh, you can also follow me on LinkedIn, so Melanie Dodaro on LinkedIn. Great stuff. Yeah. Okay, Melanie. Well, hey, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. Being on the Authority Podcast. I came from the You've been listening to the Authority Nation podcast. My name is Kevin Etherington, and it's been my pleasure to host you. Remember, to gain more authority in your space, take some fucking action.